I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner, live from the Edinburgh Festival. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Ah, yes. This is the Frank Skinner podcast on Absolute Radio thingy. And uh, we're actually live in Edinburgh this week. I'm with yeah. Emily and Gareth as always. It's great, isn't it? Fantastic. I love it. It's brilliant you could get hold of those pipers in the studio. <laughs> yeah, well, I was quite pleased about that. They weren't cheap, I'll tell no, you. No, no. I do like that I'm doing a sort of impromptu lap dance to the music. Yeah, which is not <laughs> that usual, is it, for, uh, <laughs> for pipe music? Yeah, so we're in, uh, we're in Edinburgh. And this week's show um, is... I, well, though I say it as shouldn't was very good I thought we had uh, Janine Garofalo the Garofalo yeah we had, <laughs> we had the Garofalo on and uh, we didn't have the Garofalo on that would have been fantastic no. I don't Janine know. was lovely though I loved her yeah she yeah, was she very was very funny and um you might know her from the Larry Sanders show and loads of other stuff. Oh, she was on the West Wing, and I was really excited about that because I'm watching the box set of the West Wing at the moment. Except I haven't watched it far enough up to when she's on it. Yeah, okay. so it wouldn't have been appropriate to mention. It's probably just as well you didn't bring up. Yeah. Your one question for today <laughs> was: I've just watched the show that I haven't seen you in yet. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been like when we talked about Day of the Triffids every week and Emily was never in it on. Oh, no. shut up. Yeah, having told me she was the star for years. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when David Baddiel told me he was a classical piano grade nine or something. <laughs> and then we had a woman on the show who said, oh, I'm, and, he, and he, he backed down because she could play, and he said, actually, I never got that high up. I couldn't believe he'd lied to me. Still, this is nothing to do with the show. It's a, it's a good show anyway, I think. Um, but I'm hardly going to come on and say, don't listen to this, it's rubbish, because we're already number 178 in the podcast <laughs> charts. I don't want to shoot myself. I haven't got any other foot, foot, feet to shoot myself in. Foot, 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 feet. And uh, now I've fluffed, and that sound unprofessional. You've probably turned off already. <sighs> so, uh, unless you two have got anything to add... No. I knew it. Um, <laughs> let's have the uh, let's listen to the damn podcast. This is Frank Skinner live from the Edinburgh Festival, <laughs> Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily, and uh, oh, I could hear myself breathing then on the headphones. That's good news. Um, <laughs> I'm here with Emily and Gareth, and we are live from Edinburgh. Yeah, there's a big festival going on, so we thought we'd come up here. And some of us are working. <laughs> I'm doing uh, a show, and Garrett's doing two shows. Yeah. And Emily's swanning around. I'm so mm. swanning. I'm throwing myself into it, though. Yeah, I've, so I've heard, yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's begin at the beginning. <laughs> it's a very good place to start. Um, I did a gig last night called the Credit Crunch Cabaret, and um, after the show... Well, it's, the way the show works is I, I host the show, and then... Um, we have various acts that come on, and Gareth was on. Gareth was on first. Yeah, I was on oh, yeah, well. I came to see it. You were both yeah, it was great. great fun. Yes, and Gareth um, went very well, got big laughs. And then um, there was somebody who I completely... I had to do an introduction, and they, they said... there was ve- They were Brazilians, right, these guys. Mm. So um, they told me uh, how to say the name, and they were from, I think it was Gabuera. Right. So the title was Boys from Brazil... The Knights of Gabuera. I mean, that's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it, for a, for an intro? So I was thinking, right, Knights of Gabuera. But by then, I'd done twenty jokes. Watch Gareth uh, have an <laughs> argument with someone in the audience, uh, and 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 
when it came to it, I said, the Knights of Cappadocia, <laughs> which is a small town <laughs> east of Istanbul. <laughs> so people thought, must have thought, oh, this is great, they'll have those turny-up slippers on, and uh, it's like gold spangly turbans, and it'll be, you know, be something... Um, Marvellous. But it, then all these guys came on in football shows, but they didn't seem to mind. But anyway, um, that was all wonderful. And then, um, and then I understand things went on that I was, I was still working. Um, our, our much beloved Emily left the building, and then what happened? I did. Well, they, can we just establish, they were quite ripped, weren't they, those guys? They were hunky men. They were amazing. They were wearing tracksuit bottoms that left nothing to the imagination. I've never seen... Nothing to the imagination. <laughs> no, no, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and well, they took their does, shirts does off. that mean that creative art will stop because of those tracksuits? <laughs> because there's now nothing is left to the imagination. No plays, no films, no poetry. What's happened to these terrible... <laughs> These these tracksuit bottoms, they've destroyed culture! <laughs> anyway, um... They look like their abs had been painted on by a makeup artist. Their abs had been painted on. Oh, I saw okay. that going on backstage. Oh, don't ruin the magic. Now, I should point out the fact that, uh, that one of them came backstage during the act, because I couldn't see the act, because there's no wings at the, uh... Oh, you missed the treat. Yeah, so I, I just had a sense of... I, I could smell perspiration and hear people going, Woo! <laughs> And, uh, that was me. Yes. Uh, so uh, one of them came out and said, uh, "Come, come and stand on the stage." So I thought, "Well, I just did he." Yeah. he was, they had that kind of dominant manner about them, and uh, and so I went and stood on the stage. There was two young children on the stage as well, and I had to stand. Ve- we had to stand in a huddle in the middle, very, very close, with our heads held together. And then one of these Brazilian guys jumped over the top of us. Well, I'm five nine and a half. It was no mean feat, <laughs> but. I've been scratching my head ever since. <laughs> and I think if you get very close to small children in the head area, you know, you are, you're playing with fire on the knit front. Oh, do you yeah. think they're giving you knits? I think I've actually got knits. TV oh. funny man, well, actually, funny man <laughs> in knits scandal. Radio funny man, shall we call it now. <laughs> anyway, what happened? Anyway, so I ran into them in the lobby. They were leaving the venue. Of course, you don't get knits with Brazilians. <laughs> and Here I we ran- are. I ran. I could have got something else though, and I ran into them. And all I did, I went up to them, and I just said, "I thought you were brilliant." Next thing I know, they're bundling me into their tour bus. I can't <laughs> believe it. What? Yeah, <laughs> I bet they were. Who was bundling? <laughs> and the manager, who I looked to, I thought, "Oh, he's he's a nice. He looked like a safe, nice, honest man who'd help me." He went, "Come on, just get in." He was trying to get me in as well. Really? Yeah. But I mean, in a nice way. Oh, in a very nice way, not in yeah, a let's, horrible. Let's make, we don't want yeah. the police to go round their house <laughs> as we speak. They were nice, Brazilian. They what were that? lovely. They were so friendly, Frank. Absolute radio. So, did you roll with it, Em? Are you referring to the Brazilian dancers? I am. How I many were there? Let, let's let's paint a, a word picture for our beloved listeners. Oh, oh, loads. They're about eight, would you say, Gareth? Yeah, and they were doing capoeira, which is where you all kind of kick over each other. But Cappadocia, miss. you mean? Cappadocia, <laughs> that's yes. right. And yes, it's um, a sort of a martial art dance. Yeah, isn't it? It's amazing. They did loads of flips. Yes, they do loads of flips. Over and over and over and over and over. It was incredible. Yes, you've seen what you missed out on, Em. Well, (laughs) so what happened, so after I'd seen them, because um, I didn't realise that if you live in Brazil, apparently I enjoyed the gig very much means come back to mine for sexy time. (laughs) That's apparently what it means. That means the same on the comedy circuit as well, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting, isn't it, language? Oh, you learn something new. Um, 
so I have to, I don't want to disappoint you, Frank, but I didn't go back with them. No. I made my excuses and left like a News of the World reporter. Just because I wanted to go back with them, but I was worried that I'd be judged. I thought people would think I was cheap. Oh, no, I, Which would, I, I wouldn't have thought that. If, I imagine, I thought you were going to come in today in one of those carnival <laughs> outfits. <laughs> with that bear. Anyway. I would have had fun with them. I think, yeah, well, they seem like very nice gentlemen. Oh, they seem lovely. <laughs> with their painted on abs. I must try that. <laughs> Perhaps I could paint on some abs and paint out some wrinkles. Anyway, what, what did you did you see the Brazilians, um, Gareth? I saw, I saw from the side of the stage. They took their shirts off at the end for absolutely no reason. They'd for, finished for everything. <laughs> and then, um... Absolutely no reason. I think that's what... Yeah. If you've got bodies like that, you're going to take your shirt off all the time. It's like these workmen that sit around, you know. And yeah. they take their shirts off. They think, oh, I've got to climb this four-step ladder. I better take my shirt off. Yeah. Well, I would have taken the shirt off at the end of my gig if I'd have known that that's what was done. Well... The next time you're on, I will take your shirt off at the end of the gig, whether you like it or not, <laughs> without removing your jacket, can I point that out, which is a great thing. So you're all settled in anyway, you're in your room, you, yeah. you arrived on Friday? Yeah, and, and I'm sharing a flat um, with Daisy and Emma, who work on the show. Do they? Which ones are they? Right. <laughs> um... So that's all nice. It's kind of like Sugar Babes the movie. So it's three girls in a flat. Yeah. It's like Sugar Babes the movie, but I'm the elderly dance instructor. <laughs> <laughs> and everything's going fine, except we've had a bit of an incident over room allocation. Okay. Yeah. It's it all went. Well, a go bit. on. Well, I had a bit of a showbiz hissy fit because I didn't. You don't get... say. <laughs> I can barely imagine well, that. Well, guys, what do you think? There are three rooms. One's all nice, Ambassador, you're spoiling us. One's a bit middling, <laughs> wouldn't mind taking the Brazilians back there. It's not It's not embarrassing. Yeah, but there's nothing that valuable that could be broken no. by a sudden <laughs> leap. Is that what you're saying? One is kind of, you know where... You could entertain the Brazilians with gusto. <laughs> yeah, I could. You know where Sid Vicious and Nancy Sponge... actually Sponge... plays for Brazil in the night. <laughs> Sorry, I will stop interrupting you in a minute. I'm telling you about the third room. Okay. Which is, I compared it to where Sid Vicious and Nancy Sponge and spent their final days. <laughs> sort of that level of depression, yeah. depressing, isn't it? So the girls said, well, there are three bedrooms. Um, guess which one they allocated for me? Well, that can't be right. What with you being a presenter and well, all that? Well, exactly. But they did tell me that they thought we should have a rotation system. So... But, oh, yeah, democracy gone crazy. It's terrible. I blame the MPs' expenses scandal. It's, <laughs> it's brought that the velvet rope has been torn down, and now it's just it's it's a free for all. I ended up saying so. I got I, I I got a bit cross, and I went, "It's fine, it's fine, no problem. We'll, we'll do that rotation thing. I I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> I've just got a show to do. That's all." <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And did you win? No, I'd like to apologise to my lovely girls and flatmates because I was horrid and I deserve a good slapping. But, you know, this, this, we're working with a big star here. <laughs> any, of, any of you don't know that, that was the theme from Day of the Triffids, which Emily was in as a small girl. And yeah. she's still using that to get the best room in that house. Can you believe that? I was in Day of the Triffids, you know. <laughs> I didn't have to put up with this sort of thing then. Absolute radio. I read a very funny thing in the paper this week. Uh, some uh, a woman journalist. I wish I could remember her name because she deserves a credit for this. But she was talking about the the marriage between Amy Winehouse and uh, Blake Civil Service um, <laughs> Slipfielder, whatever his name is. 
And she said things got so bad towards the end, they were sleeping in separate gutters. <laughs> I thought, oh, God, I wish I'd written that. That was marvellous. So if you're listening, um, I don't, I'm sorry I don't even know, but it's a brilliant joke, I thought. Um, yeah, so how's your gigs? How, how are they going, uh, Gareth? Yeah, really good. I'm doing, um, I'm doing a couple of gigs. I'm doing the Comedy Zone, which is... Um, that's a later night gig, so it's like a proper comedy club. Something really weird happened to that. I go on at the end, and I got right to my last section. So I, I mentioned that I've just had a baby boy on the 11th of June. And, um, In case you don't know, by the way, Gareth is a stand-up comedian. If you haven't heard this show before, I'm thinking, what, what, what does he do? That's what yeah. he does. And, um, and I said, I've just had a little boy. And everyone goes, ah. And then one person shouted, poor kid! Which is Aww. bad, because it's a heckle. But it came from one of the bar staff who are actually behind the bar. <gasps> right. And I kind of went, oh, that's good, heckling from the bar staff who work here. And then an audience member said, huh, yeah, used to. <gasps> and um, and it was okay because it was all part of the show. Yeah, but it's not really done. The the no, the it's, a bit, it's a bit poor if, if the people working there are heckling the acts. Yeah. Things have got. I, I told you, I blame I blame the MPs. <laughs> <laughs> and I was okay, but one of the other acts thought, "Oh, that's an outrage." So he um, texted the person who's producing our show, and uh, that person has been fired. <gasps> Yeah, it looks all very well, you blame on the other act. The truth <laughs> is, Gareth, you went off stage and said, I have never! Oh, that person! Uh, I will not tolerate your fire! That's what happened. It might have been. Yeah. Oh, and I dread that I'm going to see her, like, in an alleyway with a oh, dog God. on a string and... <laughs> Oh. You know, a baby in her arms, and she's gonna go. It was all you. I didn't get her fired. It wasn't me. Okay. Frank, well, you've got created, a baby on a string. You've created two <laughs> monsters here. I have not. <laughs> I've got one who won't go in the nasty room. <laughs> one who you're not allowed to heckle. It really is. It is Doctor Frank Frank Skinstein's <laughs> laboratory. Well, I'm sorry. And here's me getting ever more humble with every day. Yeah, sure. Isn't life funny? It's almost like the the, the the ego is draining out of me. Like, I'm sitting here with two leads going from my wrists, with my ego disappearing into you two, and off you go to terrorise the bar staff and people who work on the show of the world. And then, oh, yeah, my oh, other show, my other oh, show. Oh, he's, he's on a roll. I'm on a roll. <laughs> don't, don't stop him, don't stop him. I need this job. <laughs> um, my other show is called Packer Richards, and it's a free show. It's part of the Free Fringe, which is basically, it's really expensive to come to Edinburgh. And the Free Fringe does loads of venues where, where acts can put on a show for nothing, basically. You just pay to be in the big Fringe programme. And you take a collection at the end. Oh, I came to see yeah, this. Yeah, e Emily came yesterday. So you pass a bucket round yeah, at the end. Yeah, pass a bucket round. Emily comes up with a £50 <laughs> note saying, Who got me chain? <laughs> <laughs> It's getting worse. Oh, I've no. only got red ones. I oh, know. So what kind of... If you, how many people would you get in for a, one of those free shows? Well, I, I think our room holds about 70 people. It must be very exciting, because you and your mate doing the show. Yeah, it must yeah. be exciting to get the bucket after and see what's in it. Yeah, yeah. And what's, no, a, what's good. a good night? What's a good bucket night? I counted night? it up for them yesterday. Yeah, we had our best. Yeah. I hope you wash your hands after <laughs> I mean, with the current pandemic, <laughs> you were pl absolutely playing with fire. That's like putting your head down a drain, <laughs> bacteria-wise. I keep it real. I can be a cashier. Yeah, OK. Did you uh, wear one of those little um, dimpled thimbles <laughs> yeah. that they wear at the post office for cash? <laughs> That's very impressive, that.
Um, so what's a good night then? Well, it was 90 quid in the bucket yesterday. 90 quid, 70. I think that's, that's yeah. like uh, over a quid each. Mm. Not I, bad. A couple yeah. of fivers in there. Yeah. The truth is, I was expecting you to say about 250. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now I'm having to respond as if I'm impressed. But in fact, I'm thinking, oh, God, I think I'd bo- Oh, no, no, I feel I'm, it's, it's got very awkward. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. And we've had some uh, we've had some texts. If you want to text us, by the way, about anything, you can uh, you can get us on eight twelve fifteen. And it'd be nice to hear from you because sometimes I sit here thinking we're in a three person vacuum and no one is listening in the whole world. I don't mind that terribly, but um, it's nice to think that there's people out there. I do mind because my ego's way out of control. No, well, that's the same. Mine is gone now, so I don't, <laughs> I'm happy just to be here. But no, that's true. So have we had we, we've got some texts, haven't we? Yeah. Um, someone wrote in and said, Hey, Frank and team, I say someone, it's Hamish Tripp. And he says, Can you ask Gareth if he was in the car? Aren't we on a Hamish trip? Can you ask Gareth if he was in the car park next to the tattoo? I presume that's, is that the Edinburgh tattoo? Yes. <laughs> Complaining about he- getting toothpaste on his crotch. It was what? either him or someone with the exact same tone of voice. Well, it was a student, in other words. <laughs> were, you, were you on a, on the tattooed car park? No, no, that wasn't me. That wasn't you? No. Oh. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm glad I read that out. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I like the fact that um, someone... I think that's what happens when you're on, on radio. You get recognised by your voice, because obviously people don't know... Um, they don't know what we look like. They have a vague memory of what I look like. But... Um, I um, I fell into an acid bath two weeks ago, so wh- what you think I look like might not be. That was a silly act. It's my own fault. I sh- you know, it was a wet floor, and I knew that. Um, so, uh, yeah, what else have we had? <laughs> um, Nick, I don't know why I had that acid bath in the house. I've been cleaning some old coins <laughs> in it. Um, this is um, this is a callback to something we did a while ago, where we did celebrity swears. Where, so where you use um, a celebrity's name in conversation to um, to either as like a curse word or like. Um, and this is um, Nicole Nicola, Nicola Appleton. Not Nicole Appleton. That Nic- would be exciting. Oh yeah. yeah, that would be brilliant. Oh, well, it might be her. Um, she oh, said she's changed her first name to Nicola. <laughs> <It> seems unlikely. <laughs> well, she doesn't want us to know who it is. I see. She's a rascal. <laughs> um, she uses. She's got some celebrity things that she uses celebrities' names for. In my family, if you pick something up that makes you buckle at the knees a bit, we say, "Oof, balusteros," as in it's a bit sevy. Oh. No, not it's heavy. a bit sevy. You can't say that. It's sevy. It's sevy. Just say that. It's sevy. No, you don't, you don't even need the it's actually, do you? Sevy. We should have oh, rehearsed sevy. this more, shouldn't we? Oh, sevy. That's what it is. Oh, Sevy. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, you killed it, but <laughs> people can deconstruct that. They'll find the joke in. They just need cleaning up a bit. If you need an acid bath, there's one at my house. <laughs> Carry on. If um, and if you need to find out the length of something, we say pass me the John, as in John Le Mesure. Well, I think they pronounce it how you pronounce it, like John Le Mesure. Yeah. I think we, we had a debate we about this. I say John right? Oh, do you? Wasn't it you who said John the Measurer? Oh, yeah, that's right. You forgot I how forgot. you say it. I've <laughs> lost all meaning to me. to Gareth? I don't know. Okay, well, um, I yeah. like those. Pass me the John, then, for pass me the Measurer. Yeah. Okay. Well, and they're I, good, I, those. I, I don't really get this one. Shall I read the last one? 
No, not okay. if you don't get it, because I feel your heart won't be in it. <laughs> but well done, Nicola. I, like, I very much like Seve. That's I like very that. good. Oh, Balaceros. <laughs> Brilliant. I thought of one last night, Frank. Go on. Well, I was out with Emma, the producer, and we were looking for a taxi, and we couldn't find... She said, is there a taxi rank? I said, what, the Shabba? Let's go and find the Shabba. <laughs> very very good. Shabba rank. Yeah, uh, Shabba ranks, for those of you who don't. Shabba. Used, me and David Badil, when we used to write um, football jokes for fantasy football, used to say it's uh, Vince Hilarious, because there was a the Crystal Palace <laughs> player called Vince Hilaire. <laughs> We were very happy. But anyway, if you've got any of these, and we have done this before, but we don't care. Because we, we love like it. Them I'm going to start using Ballesteros every time uh, I pick my wallet up. Absolute radio. Um, so I was. Uh, I went to see the first. Uh, the, the football season actually started last week. Some of you might think it started this week, according to the you know the papers. But it started last week. So I went up to West Brom to see um, see them play in Newcastle. And uh, oh yeah, I saw you on telly. Yeah, we did. Me yeah. and Adrian Charles did a sort of half-time pitch-side interview. You were both adorable. <laughs> How did that happen? I don't know. But anyway, um, uh, we, we, um, Lee Dixon was there. You know Lee Dixon, the former Arsenal defender? Yeah. Arsenal-England defender, to be fair to him. He was there, so um, Adrian was driving, so the three of us went back together. And um, we were just chatting away about all sorts of stuff. And I... Um, I said that uh, I thought, generally speaking, comedians were more intelligent than footballers. I naturally assumed that everyone would accept this as, you know, an obvious thing, not even worth saying. But Lee said, no, no, I, I'm not having that. That's not right. <laughs> so I said, oh, come on, Lee. I said, I think you're a very bright bloke. You know, you're quite exceptional. That's why you're on the telly, you know, as a footballer. But most shit, the comics, or every comic I've met, you know, I've met a lot of politicians, like prime ministers and all sorts. None of them are as intelligent as the ordinary club comics I meet. There's something about comics. Even um, Jim Davidson or someone? Jim Davidson, I would say he's up there with Professor Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I was once at a, at a hotel in France, and Jim Davidson happened to be staying there, right, with this very attractive uh, um, and buxom blonde woman. Uh, it was very nice also. And I'd never met Jim Davidson, but, you know, when celebrities are in a room and they see each other, you feel that you, you have to... You know, it's like if you if you drive an old-style Volkswagen Beetle and you pass another yeah. one in the street, you have to give the nod. So um, we went over, and, and I spent the night chatting with Jim Davidson. He didn't say anything horrible or offensive. Oh. Uh, uh, and this, he was talking about getting married, and he said, oh, I said, it's, it's a great, you know, it's a, I only get, this woman said, why do you marry them all, Jim? You know, you've been married four times. And he said, well, you know, it's nice, a nice day out, all the girls have a bath. <laughs> 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 but I thought he was very entertaining. Anyway, we're not talking about Jim no, Davis, we're talking about... Um, Your row with Lee Dixon. No, it was, well, I'm not calling it a row. Really? Anyway, so Lee Dixon says, no, no, footballers are very intelligent. He says, you tell, this was his example, right, of, to win, this, he, he delivered this as, yeah, get out of this, you know, and this, this is his coup de grace to prove that footballers are more intelligent. He said, we invented a game at Arsenal, which is now played by footballers right across the country. And I thought, well, that's fair enough. It's going to be something like... Football. Is it football? It's not football, no. <laughs> no. I, think it, I thought it was going to be something like chess, okay. you know, or go, one of those kind of games. Um... I would have settled for Buckaroo. <laughs> but no, he said, what it is, we play keepy-uppy, and if, you, if you're the one who messes up, you know, messes yeah. up the keepy-uppy, because kicking it to each other, if you do it four times, you have to kneel while the others, and, and you can't stop them, flick you really, really hard on the ear. Right. <laughs> this was Lee <laughs> establishing 
that, that, that the intelligence of footballers should not be taken lightly. This was, so there was a silence in the car, and then he said, actually, maybe you're right. <laughs> Which I thought was uh, was really very nice of him. Absolute radio. I was very happy to be in Edinburgh, I must say, because um, my cleaners just had two weeks off. Right. Now, I know there's people at home thinking, who do you think you are? <laughs> but um, once you've got used to a cleaner... Because when I first had a cleaner, I'll be honest, I used to. I felt so ashamed that I had a cleaner. I used to help her around the house. <laughs> Honestly, I, yeah. And she turned to me one day and said, it's better if you don't help. <laughs> Is it Rachel Van Helsing? Yes, it is. So um, it was helping her to drive a wooden stake. <laughs> no, um, so I, I, I stopped helping, and now I'm completely. And my girlfriend Kathy keeps saying to me, "I don't know why you've got a cleaner because we don't. I can do it, you know." And then uh, the cleaner has two weeks off. Three days in, Kathy's already saying, "I can't cope with this." <laughs> and then her mom came round, and I honestly, Kathy said this. Can you believe? She said to her mom, "Mom, you." you you really like ironing, don't you? Oh, God. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, it's not, it's not right. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't let her mom do the ironing. So basically, when we left the flat to come here, we, we, you know, we could hardly get the door shut <laughs> on the flat. It was like there was rubbish spilling out the door. Were well, there ecosystems? Yeah. So I'm very, very glad to get away. But um, I was going to say hello to Dorita, but obviously she's in oh. Poland. Mine's in Bulgaria. Mine's Bulgarian. She's Bulgarian. She's like a womble. And she's carrying on that wombling tradition. <laughs> yeah. Does she take your rubbish and then turn it into new stuff? As, as you can imagine, I'm very easy to work for. Okay, yeah, <laughs> oh, well, I, I got this thing when I had a cleaner. I just thought, you know, if you've got a cleaner, that's great. You know, I can drop something on a Monday on the yeah. floor and think, well, the cleaner comes Thursday. That's fine. You know, she said to me, I love that I love that rug you've got in the, you know, that, like, that green furry rug. I said, no, that's a pizza I dropped the weekend. <laughs> that's what it's like. I mean, you know, I don't pay dogs to bark myself. By the way, we've got uh, Janine uh, Garofalo on the, sh- on the show today, who is um, obviously a quite well-known American comic and uh, very funny. She's, she's doing a show at uh, Edinburgh at the moment. Yeah, I went to see it last night. Yeah, we'll save that. Oh, OK. It's, it's no good praising it up, and then she's not here not to hear it. OK. Uh, but anyway, so uh, Janine will be on um, after the news. And um, and the producer has just held up a piece of paper to me that says, New Sensation. Oh. And, and I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I mean, and you could have told me that during the news. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's, you know, it's always good, isn't it? Um, I'm, I'm a little bit embarrassed. But, um, I, I, I guess I'll get over it. Frank Skinner, live from the Edinburgh Festival, Absolute Radio. Janine Garofalo is in the house. <gasps> Janine, it's lovely to have you on. Thank you very much. Thank if you. you. If you were expecting a bigger greeting, then we've never really worked out. We've been doing this show for months. We haven't worked out how to really greet guests. Because we thought going, wee. No, you did a nice job. We shook hands yeah. earlier. It was very civilised. That's how we like it. Yeah, exactly. it's classy. I we've like it. we brought our genteel Englishness up to, up to Edinburgh. What, yeah, so it's good. It's it's nice to go into a room early in the morning with lots of people in it. Yeah, I always think that. Do you like that? Well, well uh, Emily almost went home with a Brazilian dance troupe last night. So she oh, I was, heard about that. So that <laughs> she would have, yeah, it's, it's the talk of Edinburgh. Yeah, this it was. A, it's a part of Sky News this morning, and then there was an editorial about it in the Scotsman. Uh, before I got here. Why they use the picture of Pele? I don't, I mean, is that all they got? 
So, Janine, you're a... I, I'm sorry, I didn't get to your show oh, last night, okay. but I have the best excuse. I was doing a show. Right, the credit crunch. That's right, yeah. It's all right, you don't have to plug my show, I have to plug yours. <laughs> uh, no, I've, right. I've heard good things. Oh, that's fabulous. Um, they didn't come from me. Because I'm one of these uh, acts who comes off and thinks, oh, no. No, again, that, it was, was in the Scotsman. There was <laughs> oh, that, headline. Oh, no. Not that thing. <laughs> <laughs> what picture did they use for that, I wonder? Pele. <laughs> Is that all they've got? Yeah, that's Pele the only picture? one they've got. <laughs> God, this, the recession, it's killing yeah. picture desk at the Scotsman. <laughs> so you've been up in Edinburgh since the off now. So Is that a week you've been doing? Uh, I've been here for two and a half weeks. Oh, wow. And I leave tomorrow. Oh, you leave tomorrow. So we sort of, we like ships in the night. Yes, just passing briefly. Uh, it, I would like to have been here longer, but I had a, I have some other shows in the states that that I had already booked prior to booking this. But I hope to come back if they if they'll have me. I'm sure they and will stay longer. So have you had a wonderful time? So far, so again, the weather until yesterday, fantastic, and uh, the city is beautiful, and I, I I enjoy the architecture and the aesthetics generally. Fabulous. Yeah. Now, none of the English comics say things like that. <laughs> what do they say? They say, man, I got so drunk last night and I met these Brazilian dancers. That's, that's, <laughs> well, that's, you that's know, the stories we... We don't get architecture anecdotes. Well, if we could build a time machine, I could tell you about drinking. Unfortunately, okay. the privilege has been taken away well, from me. Well, hey, tell me about it. But let's talk <laughs> about... Fly we haven't had a flying buttress on this anecdote, on, on this anecdote on this show for years. A flying buttress? It's, it's, it's an... Architecture. Arch yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God you <laughs> You helped me out there. <laughs> you, you supplied a footnote, Janine. Yeah, the architect, I was going to say, where did the... I hadn't mentioned uh, any flying buttresses, <laughs> but I... There'll be some get flying. into it. Yeah. There was almost flying buttresses at the Brazilian's house. Uh, again with the Brazilians. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. let it go. Let it yeah, go. Right. Thank I, you, I, it's, 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 I've got festival in there in my blood. That's the only Brazilian music we have to hand. Well, I saw some of the Chippendales last night. Did you? Yes, I did. What I, were they like? They're a bit creepy, aren't they? Well, I don't know if I want to <laughs> say creepy. Uh, it could be listening. They're very... Exactly. They yeah. like to get up early. Um, right. Get a lot done in a day, those dancers. <laughs> but, uh, no, we're, we share a, a common space because we're both in the debate hall in the Gilded Balloon. Oh. Uh, so my show's from 8.30, 9.30. They're 9.30 to 10.30. Oh. So I've, I've had a chance to talk to some of them in between. Very nice young gentlemen. Very nice. Uh, hairless. Right. Uh, utterly hairless. hairless. Wow. Yeah, the, I don't know if they're waxing or shaving, well, but the... They must be doing one fantastic. of Fantastic. They're buffed to a high shine. <laughs> uh, it's like marble. Wow. How many, yeah. how many Chippendales are there? Hundreds. Oh, right. You've never actually counted. I have not done a head count. Actually, there's only, like, seems like to be about eight in this show, I think, in, in the Fringe show. Maybe do do they still wear that no-shirt, but with a tie and a dicky bow? For some. For, yeah, with the fake cuffs. Then yeah. No, yeah. Oh, no I love sleeves. That. I love that. Yeah, they have that. Then there's, then there's some showering that goes on. Then there's some welding. So then there's sledgehammers. There's a faux construction site. Uh, yeah, all manner of contexts that you can see these gentlemen... In you various know, states of dress and know, dress. Janine, I think you just planned tonight's night out for me. I'm going to see <laughs> the... They sound great. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. That was The Fall with F. in Money. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. That's the best band in the world, Janine. I'd say they're right up there. You know who I am in love with? The Elbow. Oh, really? I'm a big Elbow fan. I think this is the first week we haven't played Elbow on the show. Can How you dare you? I know. I, I, <laughs> How I, could you? Oh, I'm sorry. I feel we've let you down in a big way. I gotta go. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Janika. Oh. <laughs> Come back. Oh, no. All She's right, I will. All right, I'll. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, um, you're going back to uh, America. I say America. 
It is. Well, that's, that's fine. That's as precise as I get. No, that's fine. That's what it is. You're going there to the summer shows, but you are coming back to, um, not to Scotland, but to London. Right. I'm at the Bloomsbury Theatre for two shows on September 25th, I believe, with a comedian named Al Madrigal, who's a very funny guy. Right. And uh, and we got some shows in Dublin after that, too. But I don't know the name of the theatre. But if you... There aren't many in Dublin, I It's think. the Dublin Theatre. That's it, of course. On Dublin Street. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> At Dublin O'Clock. I know. It's a green building, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very, can, very small. And you mean ushers. ecologically sound. Oh, you don't oh, mean oh, green no as way. in colour. You mean, mean both those things. a light carbon footprint <laughs> exactly. as a building. Oh, it's like a, it's like a sparrow's footprint on snow. That's, that's, well, that's why I'm working there. I won't work at a heavy footprint <laughs> well, building. Well, good for you and your ecological stance. So, um, Emily, we sent yeah. out our show reporter last night. Emily yeah. went to your show. And can I say this before Emily says it, that what she's about to say, I'm presuming, is true, because she said this when you weren't here as well, if you know what I mean. So she didn't come in and say, oh, no, it was a nightmare, but I'm going to say it was great. She <laughs> came in and said, thank God it was great. Oh, yeah. I know. Thank God I was for... so relieved because I knew you were coming on. It was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, you'd have to be very diplomatic if you hadn't, <laughs> hadn't liked it. But I would know if you were being diplomatic. You? you might say something about the ambience in the room or the temperature in the room, anything other than the content of yeah. the show. Yeah, I loved it. I really recommend it, so everyone should go see it. Thank you. I, 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 as we were discussing, I, I actually feel like, feel like I failed a little bit last Did night. You I just felt, I just one of those innate feelings where I just, it didn't seem like I was quite connecting. With the audience. I, I felt like that about last night. Isn't that isn't that what comedy is about? It's it's remembering the one joke that didn't work and forgetting. Oh, if the only it was it one. Oh. If only it was one. Okay. Uh, and I'm not I really. I feel like a, you have a list with you. I, I, well, I'm not a really a joke writer per se. Okay. Uh, much to the chagrin of segments of the audience, but uh, I I I'm more of a. I don't know how to describe it, but it's not like I have short economical jokes that really grab you right uh, right off the bat and and in fact I'm I'm fairly tangential and and wandering and I often forget what I'm going to say but that's I think it's like sitting I felt like I was sitting with a really hilarious friend you awesome. are too kind. You better come with me to Bloomsbury Theatre in, in London and to the, the Dublin Theatre on Dublin say, Street. I yes. should say, Janine, if there's one thing Emily hates, it's sitting with a really hilarious friend. <laughs> oh, so that was not a compliment. <laughs> That's okay. a torture for Emily. Oh, okay. I understand that. But it was, it, it's been good. The run has been very good. The audiences are very, very, very nice. But it is uh, a long show and it is very warm in the room. You know, te- the temperature is very yeah. hot. So it's a lot to ask of people especially if 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 like like my my style of stand-up isn't really jokey per se so it's a lot sometimes to ask and and sometimes when i feel like i'm not connecting it's going to be a real long hour you know what I mean? Like, if they're not digging it oh, right off the bat... you you're being paranoid Oh, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm Emily being, is a tough critic, believe yeah, I'm being pragmatic. Yeah. I'm not being paranoid. And some nights I would say, yeah, I did a good job. But last night I would say I did a fair... Look, I'm trying to plug minutes. your show. It's <laughs> no, no, undermining I, I, I'm not, We're not unplugging anything. <laughs> okay. But, I, I mean, I only have one left, so if you, you know... Well, look, anyone that can hear you now can tell you're a funny person, so that'll give them... Uh, <laughs> they'll want to go. Yeah, they're la- at home. They are laughing and laughing <laughs> and laughing. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> I don't know what they've told you about our viewing figures. Oh, don't have viewing figures in radio. That was a sad people thinking. Oh God, he thinks he's your listening the demographics. Plural. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, I, sorry, I'm getting lots of notes from my producer today. Everybody wants to rule the world. If you're having a dig at Janine, just say it out loud. Oh, sorry, it's a, I, it's a record title. Sorry, I just realised. Tears for Fears. That's the one, yeah. yeah. I, I remember running to this music. They did the thing, everybody wants to run the world. They changed it, and I ran... Um, t- it's not a good anecdote. 
But go ahead, finish it now. I'm not even going to finish it. That's the but kind no, of, really. You're that's the kind of anecdote I'd like to leave in rubble. Well, then, <laughs> off the air, I demand that you finish that anecdote. Well, OK, but you won't, you won't be glad, Janine Garofalo. You'll say, why did you finish that? And I'll say, I warned you. Closure. Absolute. Radio. Yeah, that was... Um, oh, I can't remember. Tears for fears. Oh, yeah, thanks very much. Thank God you're here. Everybody <laughs> ru- wants to rule the world. Yeah. And yet, that wonderful anecdote about the T-shirt that they missed, those that were off air. Yeah. But, it was uh, fantastic, you guys. I'll blog about it later. <laughs> <laughs> do you blog? I do not. Okay. <laughs> so you're lying And to I my do listen. not Twitter or, or tweet or any of those things. I don't. No, I don't, actually. Yeah, I, I don't use a computer. That sounds like a lie, but that's the truth. I, I don't. I really? just recently yeah. got into MySpace. That's the level I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It that's like 1973 or something. It's me and 10,000 goth girls, as far as I can work out. <laughs> the only people on MySpace. Social networking. Yeah, I used to use a computer, but I actually uh, shut it down around 2006. And oh, it's you can, quite you can turn them back on. Do you know, you can <laughs> oh, you can. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's been, not I pulled the plug out, and I thought that's that. Yeah. Oh no, it's 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 all it's all rescuable. Really. <laughs> oh, I had no idea. I thought once you're done, you're done. <laughs> so, do you write? You, do you write everything freehand? Then that can't I be do. Good. I write everything longhand on like slate on uh, or something. on st- <laughs> stone tablets oh. and with a quill pen. And uh, every night, I catch up on my correspondence. I have a small glass of port, take a turn about the grounds, <laughs> and then I retire for the evening. <laughs> I awake in the morning feeling bilious and uncharitable. Bad bit of meat. <laughs> but uh, I uh, no, I, I I do write things longhand. I prefer that. But um, I, I've I've even uh, uh, worked on books before and and script doctoring. I, I do it all longhand, which is a real problem. They for, hate that. The yes, they they definitely do. It's a real problem, and I and I apologize for that. But I can't. I don't want to. I can't be a part of. The whole cyber world. Also, I live next door to George Bush's daughter. Um, really? Her brownstone is a butts. There is like a flying buttress, if you will, right. to my apartment building. Okay, so you can hear her moving about next door. Well, no, I can't. But uh, have while, you tried? Uh, yeah, there's a gla- <laughs> tried a glass to the wall. Oh, yeah, it doesn't work. What a pity. But the uh, when George Bush was president and she, and she was living there, uh, the Secret Service occupied the building right across the street. Now one assumes they are tapping into everybody's. Mm computers and stuff in, in in the area. I'm just assuming that that's the case. So that's part of the reason I shut it down. Oh, really? But also, once you get involved in the whole email and the uh, the, the cruelty that is online, the, the, uh, the, the, does that mean, you know what I mean? Like, there's just so much gossip and disinformation and hit-and-run cruelty and then the uh, temptation to Google oneself. Oh, no, don't do that. I, won't, I won't do that. That's I won't a heartbreaking that, activity. Exactly. And so that I make sure that that can't happen. But also people delight in telling you bad news about yourself or sending you bad reviews <laughs> yes, the, online. So I don't know why they delight in it, but they do. <laughs> so uh, if you shut it down, you can't get the bad they, they yes. often do it in, in that kind of self-righteous way. So I thought what they said about you in The Guardian was really or, unfair. Oh, yeah. Or, I, hey, I liked you. With that tone of voice, but I, I, I can't stand it. I do shoot the messenger in those cases. Oh, totally. I actually don't like it. it. I mean, I don't literally shoot them. I was. Um, that's just a turn of phrase, that's people. That's okay. That won't be legally but, binding. No, 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 not actionable in a court of law. No, that was satire. But <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I just don't like the bringers of bad news. I don't no. understand what the point is of telling people about bad reviews or something somebody said about them or anything. Well, like I that. used to live with a, a well-known uh, English comic called David Bedell. 
And oh, I know David Woody. Oh, I'm there, one of Banks. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So we, we rehearsed that, obviously. <laughs> I said, get the name right, David. No, I, yes, because um, Moena has uh, done loads of work in America. Yes, she was on SNL. Uh, I, that's where I met her. She was briefly on SNL in America. That's Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. Uh, sorry, British, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Well, David, um, I remember I was living with David. On New Year's Day, we got a phone call from his dad that said, do you know that you're number one, three, and five in the, in the Guardian's chart of people we don't want to see in 2000? <laughs> he's dead. Ah, that's what I'm on. talking about. That's yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. And there's uh, one time I was named one of uh, the top 50 most loathsome New Yorkers in a, in a New York paper. <laughs> uh, why, I have no idea. But uh, And then also I was on the worst dress list uh, one year with like three different people picking the worst dressed. I was in the top 10 worst dressed. Now, that actually doesn't bother me at all. But what did bother me is how many people couldn't wait to tell me that. Yeah. Or send me the article and stuff like that. that well, I was me. third in worst celebrity teeth. <laughs> that's that's not true. I'm looking no, at your teeth right now. that's absolutely true. We are, you're on the other side of the desk. But they, <laughs> besides, I started cleaning after that. It was a, it was a who was number was one? Yeah, who's now we need to Without know who number one is. Now that we just Shane McGowan like was number one. Well, that's a given. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> sort of a, that's evergreen. And a guy <laughs> called a, a guy. His teeth certainly are evergreen. Yeah. <laughs> or are they deciduous? I can't remember. Anyway, that's all we've got time for with you, Janine, but it was great. Do you mind if I just stay here anyway? No, it's not okay. We can get you a I'll chair. I'll just sit here quietly. <laughs> yeah, I've got this magazine to read, so... So go and see Janine at the Bloomsbury Theatre in London um, at 25th of September and uh, at the Dublin Theatre in Dublin, Dublin Street. <laughs> Absolute Radio. I had this idea. I, I did um, BBC Breakfast uh, last week. And, um, you know... Stop showing off. I was, that's not real. I don't regard that as a big brag. Okay. Um, but anyway, I did it, and um, there was a man on before me who was a. It was a, a very old. He was eighty. He was over eighty, and um, he was a ventriloquist. He'd been a ventriloquist during the Second World War. Oh. I think he did a lot of Churchill speeches, and um, especially that one. Oh yes, he did. He, he wrote that. <laughs> anyway. Um, it made me think that you know I always like to like, you know recently I introduced the ukulele into my act and stuff. Like that. I, I think it's always good. To, you, need, you need to evolve as a comic. Would you, would you agree, Gareth, with that? Oh yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking I might learn uh, ventriloquism. What? Well, it'd be, it worked great on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I could go into it. Look, couldn't I, Johnny? Yes, you could. <laughs> See, already I feel it's working. I really have a problem with that. What? Because I. I think you'll use the dummy as a force for evil. You know, like that Anthony Hopkins film, Magic? Yeah. And the dummy starts committing murders. I'm not saying you'd go that far. No. But I think I can imagine walking into your flat and you'll be sitting there with a little dummy on on your knee and you'll say, Someone's been piling on the pounds. <laughs> yeah. Keep away from the chocolate cake. <laughs> you will? Yeah. Well, that'd be all right, wouldn't it? No. <laughs> no, sorry, I thought that would be okay. Well, I once bought a book. On, uh, it was written by Ray Allen, who uh, did Lord Charles. Do you remember Lord oh, Charles? Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he was quite a lascivious sort of... I remember it, there was one when there was... I can't remember who the actress was, but he went, Well, you're a pretty little thing, aren't you? <laughs> and it was always slightly... He does the slow blink. You know when vent dummies do the, the slow blink? It's kind of scary. Um... But anyway, I bought a book by Ray Allen, and what you had to do, you had to walk around the house all day with your <clears throat> with your teeth clamped together, going, I'll try and try until I get it right. Right, that's what you have to do. Oh, that looks quite good. 
Yeah, but um, I was living with someone at the time, and she said, you're going to have to stop that. I've started dreaming about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd been saying it to her in bed as well. <laughs> I'll try and try until I get it. Yeah, so that's my next thing. I'm going to get I'm going to get a, a dummy and all that and see if I can be a ventriloquist. Oh dear. Well, I'm not a fan of that, I have to say. Um, you can please your ordinary. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So, so we've had some texts. We had some texts sent in on 8:12:15 this oh, morning. We have. Because we asked about what we call celebrity swears, which isn't really swearing. It's using a celebrity's name to replace another word. Exactly. And we've had Chris in a van in South London. I wonder if he's with the Brazilians. Um, <laughs> <laughs> morning, Frank and team. Me and the lads say to someone who is racing ahead or being unexpectedly adventurous, easy woods, as in tiger woods. As uh, in easy tiger. I see. I like it. Mm. Easy woods. Um, <laughs> that's that's good. A I thought Gareth was going to speak there. We all yeah. turned to him <laughs> and he just turned to us. It was a Scottish <laughs> game. Are you all right, Gareth? Yes, I'm very good. I um, should point out that Gareth has got a little baby, so he's not getting that much sleep. Am I right? No, I was woken up before my alarm today. And did it sound a bit someone... like this? <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to go. I think my baby's crying. That actually was Ethan. That's Gareth's baby. That's not just some random baby noise that we took from the library. You were woken up by him this morning? Yes. Yeah, he was, he was up before me. He was actually up. Yeah. How old is he? Made me a cup of tea. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> I used to have a boxer dog that did that. He used to uh, get up in the morning, go downstairs, put the kettle on, soft boil an egg, make a cup of tea, do some toast, bring the whole thing up on a tray, put it on the bed and then do a headstand. We didn't have any egg cups. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another text. Dan and Kel on their way to Wales. My wife and I always use stupid sayings for things like pass the Simon for mayonnaise, as in Simon Mayo. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Pass the Simon and Bernie for something hot, as in Bernie Winters. <laughs> Why would that be something hot? <laughs> for Bernie. Oh, Bernie. Yeah, Bernie but Winters. But it's also, it could it's be also Winters, though, isn't it? So Winters, winters which are cold. Be cold. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're, what, they've, they've got very confusing there in their room. <laughs> in that amalgam. In that particular <laughs> amalgam. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I shouldn't be on MySpace. Is that what, what we drew from our earlier comments? Yes. Is MySpace now out of... I must admit, I never, I never go on it and answer anything. I put, I've got, like, nine million things in my inbox. I know. Because I assume no-one ever uh, does it anymore. But, um... There was a story about MySpace, wasn't there, There's Gareth? a woman who got sacked because she, she yeah. slagged off her boss. Yeah. On and there. she apparently... Um, what was it she said? She made a comment yeah. about... Um, on her thing and it said I have to edit it slightly it said OMG I hate my job my boss is a totally pervy something always making me do something stuff just to something me off oh, you, something. Shouldn't, you shouldn't have sent that in Emily <laughs> <laughs> absolute radio I should say Gareth it's your birthday this week isn't it <laughs> yes it is oh, oh, it's, not a big, it's not a big birthday we need to hardly mention it, it I'm 30 30 <laughs> is big that this was when I had week. my midlife crisis. Was which it? I admit means I'm probably I'm going to die when I'm 60. <laughs> but, um, yeah, when I was... All my friends all got 30 at the same time, so obviously I'd known them since school, so mm. that's not such a big shock. But we all started, like, doing sit-ups and stuff <laughs> like that. And one friend of mine bought a pair of pixie boots. Do you remember those? Yeah. Those kind of, like, scrunchy boots. He bought a pair of them, and he was a bloke who absolutely wore jeans and trainers. <laughs> So, it might, it, it, you know, it changed a lot for me. I split up with a woman I'd been going out with for six years. I stopped drinking. Oh. I went past the, back to the Catholic Church. I started doing comedy. 
Yes. <laughs> what are you going to do, Gareth? <laughs> well, I don't know. What there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big, it's a, it's a milestone. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite a big one. Jesus was 30 when he started... He was 33. When he began his ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 33 he? when he died. Okay. Got so three years to do whatever I'm going to do. Hurry up. <laughs> and that's it. It's been a while since I was 30. <laughs> I can't... Oh, my God, it's a bit of a scary moment. <laughs> We've mentioned Emily's age. <laughs> Tell us about it. You're so horrible, Frank Skinner. Um, what did I've you do in the war, Emily? <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you about to reveal your age? No, don't do it, because if Should you do it... No, you'll just no. regret it. No, Here it not. comes. That was the moment when you had to say it, you didn't say it. No, me. I think the moment's gone. No, but I do think, I don't think I should lie about my age. I think it's daft because Amanda Redman, the actress, was in the papers this week saying that she'd knocked two years off her age, saying that she was, she'd said that she was 50 and she was actually 52, which coincidentally enough is your age, Frank. Yes, but oh. I, I haven't knocked any years off my no. age. So. I, I once read about Marlene Daytrick that when she was, uh, when she was 79, she used to say she was 76. <laughs> What is the point <laughs> in that? Looking good for 76. <laughs> no, apparently she's 79, is she? Oh, that's quite old. Anyway, look, that's that's the end of the show, I'm afraid. Thank God we stopped Emily from revealing her age. It's been lovely being in Edinburgh, hasn't it? And, yeah, I'm and, loving and Janine it. was great, and we had a good time. Have a fabulous whatever you're doing this week, and we'll see you next Saturday. Good day to you. This is Frank Skinner live from the Edinburgh Festival. <laughs> Absolute Radio.